Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change. Marquita Moore is an old friend of Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio. When we last talked, it was shortly after the announcement that she was the new band director at Cass Technical High School. An alumni of its legendary Detroit High School, whose graduates include icons like Della Reese, Diana Ross, Lily Tomlin, Alice Coltrane, and many more. For more, returning to her alma mater to lead the band she at once played in was a dream come true. Marquita is also an accomplished musician. With her band, Elemental Meanings, she provided vocals and played guitar, trumpet, and tuba. Marquita believes in getting to the heart of the matter with music informed by life. So it's no surprise that her spiritual path through music led her to a study of and work with singing bowls. Singing bowls are bowls used in meditation and to promote relaxation. They produce sounds and vibrations when hit or circled with a mallet. It's an ancient practice. Singing bowls have been used in Tibet and neighboring areas for religious and spiritual ceremonies for centuries. Marquita has begun a new project around this ancient practice the Detroit Sound Immersion Meditation Project. She'll not only update us on her life, but give an explanation of and sample of the sounds through a demonstration of these amazing singing bowls. Marquita, welcome back to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you today? Marquita, welcome back to Collections by Michelle Brown. You know, last time we talked, you had just been announced that you were the director of the band at CAST. And we found out we were both CAST Tech alumni. How has things been for you as a band director here at at CAST during this pandemic? And how has your view changed on what it was going to be like from before you took the job to actually doing it? Hmm. Well, this this was my dream job. When I was a student in the band room at CAS, I dreamt of doing something like this. And, oh, if I could do it at CAS Technical High School, school, this amazing institution, that would just be my dream. And so I finally got the job, and it was 
going along. And uh, mm-hmm. then, of course, the pandemic hit and everything changed. Everything shifted to being um, virtual, online, in front of a computer, um, trying to reach students who uh, it's kind of hard to keep them engaged across a computer screen every day. So it's, um, it's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet. How what have you what have you been able to do? I know that when last we talked like the band was was trying to raise funds for instruments and uniforms, hoping to get a little travel going. How has that what has has fallen by the wayside and what are you still active doing? Well, um the fundraising has kind of been put on pause for right now. Um we're going to pick that back up over the uh, the summer and fall, we definitely will pick that back up. Um, but what we have done is we have done virtual band concerts. We did a virtual band winter concert featuring members of the symphonic band and the jazz band, and that was shared with the uh, residents over at the Teresa Maxis Assisted Living Facility. Um, mm. So that was a wonderful um, uh event where the students, you know, were able to reach out to the seniors and um, share some musical joy and cheer uh, for the holiday season. And we are putting together another concert um, right now that's going to happen on Mother's Day uh, for those same residents at the Teresa Max's Center. So, um, you know, we're we're still playing music. And it's just right now it's, um, you know, on video. And it's not ideal, but it's it's what we have to do right now. So we're, we're just rolling with the punches. Hmm. Now, you're a musician, and you know there's a, a vibe that you get, the feed back and forth from musician to audience. Um, how does that work? for these young people when they're doing, like, uh, a virtual concert for these people? I mean, they're not able to see the seniors' reactions or, or hear them the same as if it was a live audience. How does that help their career? How do, they, how do you keep them engaged and keep them enthused about doing this when they're missing that part? Yeah, it's a crucial part that's missing. Um, you know, we, one of the things about about kids is they are resilient, and they're they're gonna hold on to their dreams. And you know, they they they're in band because they love to play music, they love to perform, they love playing their instrument, and they love to connect with people through their art through music. So they're gonna hold on to that in their hearts. And even though they they don't have a huge auditorium filled with people clapping at the end of their piece um, like they did before the shutdown. Uh, you know, they can imagine that. And they, you, you get um, reactions on Zoom, too, and, and on uh, the virtual platforms. People can hit the little clap button and, you know, give shout-outs when, when they really love something that a student is doing. So, you know, we, we, we just have to fill in the blanks and, and – um, encourage them uh, to keep going. You know, that, that that's, and, you know, I'm kind of dating myself. 
And, you know, that's <laughs> their world. They're used to doing that. And, you know, you are from a, a different generation of musicians. You know, you, you grew up with that, all that. Was it, is it easier for them than for you? You know, do you find them more, you know, okay with it than you are? Or you have to, like, sort of wrap your head around it differently than what they do? Because, I mean, this is their world, the Internet, you know, virtual rooms, doing things. Yeah, yeah. I I think that it really hit us all, you know, in a way we really weren't ready for. Um, even though they they kind of grew up on a iPad and and a, and YouTube, um, they never had to do school that way. You know, they never had to do school behind a com- computer screen, and they never had to go without. Um, that in, that learning and caring environment that the that a school can provide. So, um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's been it's just been real difficult. But you know we're we're making the best of it. You know, we're we're still performing. Still, kids are still learning. So you know mm-hmm. we will get back. The band will get back together soon. <laughs> I like that. The band will be get will be back together soon. Any idea of when, uh, what might, might it look like this fall or even possibly this summer? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I, I – I, as far – you know, because I work for a district, I work at a school, I, I'm not sure. They're, they're kind of uh, not putting um, energy into the music department right now because of all of the um, – restraints against playing in the building and all this other uh these other things um so we we have not heard what the fall will look like or what the summer will look like but i i'm probably going to just go ahead and encourage my students to um you know if if nothing's happening at our school because of restrictions then maybe look at outside organizations that are mm-hmm. doing things safely um, I know for a fact that several of these will be occurring in our city. So, you know, we, there's going to be a way to make the music. Um, it may not be, you, we just may have to get creative and think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Still your dream job? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't trade it for anything. Now, do I want to get back to, you know, traditional methods? I, I sure do. But, yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, okay, now there there's a balance. I mean, and one of the things is, like, you have your dream job, but you have a work-life balance. And one of the things that, you know, you also do, besides being a musician, you know, that connection that you have with life. And part of it, what you take into doing is riding your bike. And, you know, you're riding your bike an awful lot. How did you set such a a huge goal of riding your bike like you are? Well, um, riding my bike, it's something that I just, I always did as a kid. I loved it. Um, I just love the freedom, the feeling of the hair in my wind, the wind in my face, and, you know, just rolling down the street. That was just a thing I loved as a child and carried into adulthood and 
um, I got a I got a nice fast rolling bike a couple years ago, and I just started using it as therapy. It's like, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go ride. And then it became a challenge. It's like, oh, I, I did 20 miles today. What, what, what if I tried to go for 30? Oh, wow, I did 30. What if I tried to go for 40? Oh, man, I wonder what it'd be like to go for 75. Okay, wow, I did it. So it just kept growing um, because you can always plus one. You know, you just always add more to whatever. And that's um, sometimes not a good thing, but I, it keeps me from getting bored. So, um, so, you know, I, I, I love writing, um, and I, I just kind of, it's just another thing, another aspect of my life that I like to, I like to um, challenge myself with. So I said, once I got a road bike last year and I realized, I, I tallied up my miles, I realized that I had done about 4,000 miles last year on the, on the bike I was like, okay, so if I can do that, then maybe I could do six thousand. And I'm I'm a member of some several biking clubs, and you know that's some some people do six thousand miles in in like two months, three months. Wow! So it's, mm-hmm. it's there are there are people who ride, you know, way more than I can. And I I think you know I I just love to do it, and I kind of do it to my my ability. Um, so I just decided, I just said, well, if I did 4,000 last year, I'll do, try to do 6,000 this year. It's not going quite as fast, it, partly mm-hmm. because of this weather. Um, <clears throat> it would usually be a little bit warmer by now, but the weather is still cold and I'm getting older and not feeling like, you know, freezing so much anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Last year, I didn't really care a lot. I was just always out, but. You know, it's 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 a wonderful thing. You relieve stress. You get to get fresh air, exercise. It just renews so many things in your body and your mind and your spirit. So um, I just love to bike. It also keeps my my knees in shape because I have some arthritis in my knees, and um, pedaling keeps the joints lubricated and keeps everything functioning and moving like it should. And I haven't had to like use knee braces or things like that in a really, really long time. So it's working for me. So, you know, all of this is like, it's under that umbrella of the pandemic. And, you know, did, did that, the part that like suddenly your work life had changed, did that sort of make it, feel even better to have this connection to having the wind in your hair, getting out there and just like feeling that, feeling alive that, that, that you get when you're, I mean, I've ridden my bike, you know, and there's something about when you go down that hill and you want to go like, you know, and you feel like, yeah. So do you think that that's sort of like, is that like a side effect of this pandemic that this is feeling like kind of good? I mean, I know I I know that it may not be a popular opinion, but I'm I'm really glad that I've been able to get more writing in. It's been wonderful for my physical health, wonderful for my mental health, and um, the way things were prior to the pandemic. You know, I was working a lot. I was writing a little. And um, I was always at the building. So, 
you know, it was, it was, uh, I was enjoying the, the, the ability to, okay, get off the computer at three, get right on the bike. And then that was mm-hmm. that, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take our first break and then we're going to get back on music and sort of go into what really brought us together today. So, We'll be right back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. here on Collections by Michelle Brown, and I'm talking with Marquita Moore. You know, Marquita, you and I first met and sort of bonded not only over cast tech, but over music. You are an amazing musician. You know, I've seen you play with your band. I've seen videos of you. But um, a little while ago, I happened to notice, of course, on Facebook, here was a video of you I would say you've been playing a different kind of music. You were on Belle Isle, and you were surrounded by some beautiful souls and making music, but a different kind of music. What was that singing bowls? What introduced you to that? And how does that, was a part of just a natural interest in music that sort of drove you or pulled you to this sort of like really fundamental spiritual kind of music. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, de- uh, definitely having having an, a, an intense interest in um, philosophy, meditation, um, quieting the spirit, and then also being into music, um, it was like the perfect bridge. I, I used to practice Buddhism very regularly, and one of the things that I loved to do was to um, do the chanting and play the, play the big bell that we had in the Sangha. And, and there was something called the morning bell chant where the, the, you know, the, the voice is chanting and um, the player is also hitting the bell at intervals and then alternating with tapping on the wood floor. It's a very um, calming uh, experience, and it's, you know, through sound. And um, I w- I'm just drawn to that. I'm drawn to it as a, as a musical person, but I, I, I mean, I think anybody uh, – can relate to this um, and, and music period as a, as a therapy 
it has been around as long as civilization. So, you know, it's, it's really not a new thing. It's just kind of crystal singing bowls are kind of popular today, but, um, you know, music and sound as healing, as therapy has been as ancient. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is, it's sort of like, it, it's music, but it's not, it's like, you know, music is sound. This is sound, but sound isn't, it's a, a soothing kind of, of, of sound where there, yeah. you would say, you know, you, you have notes, but you're not playing like a, a traditional song, but it's these notes and those notes resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so you're, with the singing bowls, when you, when you strike them and, and you activate them by um, rubbing the mallets around the side of, sides of the bowl, you are playing a pure frequency, a pure uh, single tone, rather than a series of um, notes moving up and down in a melodic fashion. So you don't have that. You have this single pitch that your brain can t- like, like zone in on and just um, get in line with. And that in turn, when you get your mind um, in sync with something, then you can also bring the body in sync. And it really just allows for a, a deep relaxation of mind and body. Now, you have a set of eight bowls. Your bowls aren't, you know, I mean, many people, I mean, when you talk, talk about like a gong or something, people think of like a little metal bowl. But your, bell, your bowls aren't metal. Why did you, what's the difference in tone and pitch from that and a metal bowl? Well, they're, they're actually crystal, right. crystal mm-hmm. singing bowls. Yep, yep. And um, so the 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 difference between the crystal singing bowls and the metal singing bowls is it's, you know, it's going to be the timbre of the, mm-hmm. of the pitch of the tone, the, the color of the, of the tone. Um, the metal bowl will have a, a, a metallic, sharper, brighter mm-hmm. tone. Um, and my, I only have one metal bowl right now. It's a higher pitch. If you, take the wooden mallet and spin, spin it around that small metal bowl. It makes a very, very high pitch, um, almost like a whistle. And mm-hmm. the uh, crystal singing bowls, on the other hand, are much larger in size, and so you can get, um, you get a much deeper tone out of it, um, out of them. And so, like, I have... They, my, my bowls range from a 13-inch diameter to a 6-inch diameter. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like you said, there are eight of them, and they are um, pitched in the C major scale for the first seven tones. So you have the lowest note being C. The lowest note is also the largest bowl. And then you have the next uh, smallest bowl, the next largest bowl is going to be the note D and they get smaller as they go up the scale. So you have C, D, E, F, G, A, B. So those are the first seven tones of the C major scale and those are 
the the bowls ranging from the 13 inch to the 7 inch and then i have a 6 inch bowl to um represent the eighth chakra which is called the ka chakra and that bowl is pitched at the note c sharp now and, you brought in chakra and you know you and i've had this conversation before but for those who don't know how does each bowl relate to which chakra do they relate to and could you explain for those who might not understand what a chakra is, um, what you're, what you're yeah. talking about? Like, which, yeah. Absolutely. So um, the body uh, is made up of these energy centers or these areas of, of, of concentration in our bodies, and they are located in specific areas, and they deal with certain energies and things that are going on in life. So um, so we have uh, seven main chakras in our body, and then there's another eighth one. And so if you start from the bottom up, we have the root chakra, which is located uh, near our pelvis area. And um, these chakras are kind of like, chakra means wheel in, in Hindu, and uh, so it's like energy that's spinning around in this area near our pelvis. That would be your root chakra. And um, sometimes these chakras become blocked or misaligned or uh, underactivated or overactivated or, uh, or, or, or just stalled completely. So when, when our chakras are out of alignment, then we're, we're off, you know, or we're, we're feeling upset about something or things just aren't right or we can't get to a higher uh, level of consciousness or, or relaxation. Just the things are off in our life. It may, it may um, show up as depression, anxiety, or other things. So the root chakra, like I said, is located near the pelvis. And it deals with issues of, of safety, issues of security, issues of survival, issues of physical strength. Um, these are the things that the, the root chakra um, is concerned with. And uh, there are all kinds of things that can happen um, in our lives that could cause the root chakra to become out of alignment or blocked. Um, and... You know, I, I think that this last year that we've all gone through this pandemic together, um, a lot of us at times, whether we know it or not, have we've had a blockage in our root because of fear of our, our physical well-being, fear mm-hmm. of, of the well-being of our family, our loved ones, our friends, watching some of our friends pass away from this Um and our families, it's, it's been devastating. So this is just, just one example of something that could um, cause the root chakra to, to not um, be optimal, you know, to, to, to get blocked. So that's the, that's, that's the first energy center. And from there, we move up the body, 
And the second energy center is located behind and below the navel, and that is our sacral chakra, second energy center. And in that center is concerned with um, our sensuality, our pleasures and desires, our sexual center. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the sacral chakra. So there's a lot of energy down there. Um, and sometimes it can be a little out of, out of whack, and we have to do some, some work to get ourselves grounded and to bring ourselves back into alignment. And then the third energy center, uh, uh, the third chakra is called the solar plexus. And this is located just above the navel. Um, And this one, it deals with our self-determination, our personal power, our willpower, our creative center. Um, You know, it's where we go for our inner strength. I've heard it called chi as well. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the third energy center in the body. So there's a lot, you know, that can happen there, um, you know, to cause that one to, to be blocked. So moving up the body still to the fourth energy center, we have the heart chakra. And the heart deals with our relationships our love, our compassion, our issues of forgiveness, um, our, our issues of relating to one another. So that's, that's the fourth energy center. And moving up the body from there, we have the fifth energy center or the throat chakra. And each one of these, I forgot to mention, each one of these chakras corresponds to a singing bowl. So the root chakra, the, bo- the, the lowest um, energy center is also the lowest note in the set of singing bowls. So the root chakra is going to be the C note. Then moving up, the sacral chakra is going to be the note D. Solar plexus will be the note E. The heart chakra is the note F. And now we're on the fifth energy center of the throat. That's the note G. And so as we move up the chakras in the body, we're just moving up the musical scale as well. And so um, the, the throat deals with these issues of communication, inner, our inner truth, our ability to listen to others and to empathize with others. So these are, these are very, very, um, very deep things going on in all these chakras as you go mm-hmm. higher. You know, they just get, you just go to this deeper level. So from the throat, we go up to the third eye chakra, the sixth energy center, which is located near the pineal gland in the brain, in the middle of the head. Um, and this one is concerned with our intuition, our inner knowing, uh, our sense of thought, um, so, yeah, it's your, your intuition, basically, the third eye, the third eye chakra. And that's going to be the note A in the singing bowls. And um, then we move up to the crown chakra right at the top of the head. And this is our, our chakra that deals with our higher consciousness, our spirituality. 
are um, reaching out for something greater than ourselves. The, the crown chakra, and that's the note B. And mm-hmm. then um, finally there's the Ka chakra, which is the eighth energy center and is located about 16 inches above the top of your head. And for this one, I had to um, actually buy an additional singing bowl to cover this chakra because my set only came with seven bowls, so I needed an eighth bowl. And for this one, I ended up purchasing a C-sharp bowl because I wanted to, because this chakra, it, it, it deals with our spiritual connection to divine love, our, our connection to the universal whole, our connection to the universe, to the one. And, you know, and it, by it being 16 inches above the, above the head, it's sort of already just reaching higher mm-hmm. and, you know, becoming one with the universe. So I went with the smallest bowl in the note C sharp to evoke that feeling of uh, touching God. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, in a, in a moment, we're going to hear you play. When you play, you know, and visually, I mean, it's like I can see the flow, the movement going through. When you're playing, you're not targeting any particular way but as you play and someone is listening and or through you someone who's in that circle with you when you hit that note does is it like a a healing wherever it's needed does that uh, you know when that tone goes out for each person does it sort of like find the area that needs healing nurturing, strengthening, opening up, just, you know, and you're just almost like part of an instrument to to make this healing happen, facilitate it? Yeah, that is an awesome question. So, you know, how how an individual is um, affected by this is all based on that person's intention, that person's thought, and that person's desire and need and, and what they're looking to get out of it. You know, so I may say I'm, I'm doing a sound bowl meditation on the heart chakra. I may say that, right? So that means mm-hmm. that, you know, when I'm playing, I, I have a fundamental note, which would be the F, because I'm talking about the fourth energy center. So I'm going to build my, my uh, meditation, my sound meditation around that pitch because that's what my focus is going to be, right? My focus is going to be on healing the heart chakra, myself and everybody in this circle or anybody who comes across this recording mm-hmm. because that's the intention that I put into it, right? So that starts working. But, you know, um, the person who sits down in the circle may really have, need some root work. And so they say, yes, I'm going to take this heart chakra and, and focus on that. But I'm also focusing on 
you know, feeling uh, love and safety in my home and, you know, feel, and, 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 and restoring, repairing, and, and, and sending love to my root. And so then it starts working there. So everybody, you have to understand that all thought is energy. And every thought that we put out there, it goes to work. It begins to create whatever we think about. Mm-hmm. So if we're, yeah, so if we're, you know, stuck in a, in a negative mindset, then you're going to find that that's what is produced in your life. On the other side, you know, if you, if you, sit, you sit in this meditation or in how, wherever you are and you, you put your, your thoughts to work in a different direction, then you can change your experience because you begin to create something new and something different. And it's all, it all happens with the thought and the intention that we put behind whatever we want to do. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to listen to and feel this energy, and we'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. Back here on Collections by Michelle Brown with our guest, Marquita Moore. And now we all get to experience the magic and ancient tones of these beautiful singing bowls. And for those who are just sort of trying to visualize what what it is like you're not gonna play a tune. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not gonna play, you know, Rhapsody in Blue. Yeah. You're going to take it away and enjoy.
Well, that was phenomenal on different levels. <coughs> um, first of all, like these, that first of all, the sound is coming out of these beautiful bowls that have been just like sitting around you. I mean, you know, and then the sound comes out of it. But it's also you can feel the vibration of the sound. I mean, you could feel it even in this desk, so you could feel it. But the other part was in watching you, how you were led. You know, there's a fluidity in your movement and following, moving with the flow of the vibration and the sound and doing it to where it was. It was really like a beautiful flow and a connection. Not only, you know, you weren't just like, you know, you were, you were, you were one with them and making this sound and you could see that. I mean, that is just like phenomenal. Uh, that, is, that is really phenomenal. So, I mean, it's just like, ah, yeah. Everyone, everyone should have, should have this. If you can't sleep, you need to, to like unwind at the end of the day. You need to, to hear this. Me to the point where I wanted to know about this was this visual of you on Belle Isle um, playing the singing bowls with a group. Could you tell us about the project and also what was going on on Belle Isle and how did that come about? Hmm. All right. Well, Detroit Sound Immersion Meditation Project is, yep, it's, it's the name that I gave to, to the singing bowls that I got myself for my birthday. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I I just... I just decided that, you know, this is really something that I wanted to pursue. I, I, I am healed through this work, and I want to share it with others. So that's why I, that's why I got into that. And so, I, you know, then there, then there comes all the other, there comes next steps to starting any kind of project. It's like, okay, now you've got to put it all over social media, which is... <laughs> kind of the taxing part that I wish I could just have somebody else do for me. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I put it on the Facebook and everything else, and I I have some content up on YouTube, and I'm just developing this practice and developing my philosophy around it. And um, uh, hopefully I will um, get it, get to a point where I can have a few recordings out and, um, maybe do some math meditation events when it's safe to do so, and uh, you know, just take it, just go where it takes me. Mm-hmm. So, and the other question well, about Belle Isle. Mhm. Oh yeah. So well, we well some friends and I uh, we decided to have a an Oshun ceremony on Belle Isle. And um, I was asked to give a sound clearing with the singing bowls as part of the ceremony. So the purpose of this ceremony was to, to, to go to the river and to um, call on the goddess Oshun and, and to listen for um, guidance and to call on our ancestors and to listen and hear messages from them and to get guidance on on where we where we've been, where we are, where we're going, um, and just to come together, to gather at the river, and to to come together 
um, and love. And so that was the, the purpose of it. And we had a we had a, an amazing ritual. And for my part of it, I was able to sit on the on the sand and, and play the singing bowls outside for the first time. And I had the I had the earth, the sand beneath me. I had the water, you know, to the back of me, and the, definitely the air because it was cold and windy. And you know, the sun was shining brightly. It was amazing because I was able to, for the first time, to see and, and hear and feel those vibrations joining with all of the elements of nature. Um, and it just had such a profound effect on me and um, the people there that uh, we were just uh, really, really blessed by that whole day. Now, you know, you and I had talked to, like, about, how maybe in this time when, you know, we are, not only are we as individuals traumatized, the earth is, is, is going through trauma, that a similar type ceremony could be really healing for the city of Detroit, maybe even the world. What do you think? Absolutely. It's one of my dreams to um, do a mass meditation healing event for our city. I just, I would love to have anybody who wanted to meditate on healing the city, healing our youth, healing our parents in the city, healing our families, healing our institutions, bringing our people together um, calling to, for a reduction in crime and an increase in happiness, an increase in prosperity. Um, I, it is my dream to bring together uh, hundreds of meditators to just sit and think on that and bring that reality, bring that to our reality here in the city of Detroit. And it's not anything new. Like, I didn't create this. This is something that's been done before in other places, in our country, in the world. Um, and there's, there's uh, studies to show that, you know, when people come together like this and, and meditate on, on healing their, their city, that um, well-being is increased and crime is decreased and it makes a, a tangible difference in people's lives. So um, it's just something that I would just, you know, even if I didn't do it, I would love to be a part of it. If somebody else is calling a, a mass meditation, you know, I will just go sit, and I would love to be a part of that because when people get gathered, you know, and they are one accord and, and they are working and, and using their intention and their thought to create positive change, it happens. It happens. You know, energy is real, you know, and, and uh, it, it, it would just be amazing to be a part of that. And then to, to even play some singing bowls during that thing, oh, that would be an absolute honor. Yeah, I would love well, to We are putting that. it out there. We are putting it out uh-huh. there. And you, and, you know, <laughs> and I, uh, I agree with you. I believe that. There's such a, a power, there's an energy that if we all put our collective heart, souls, minds, and voices together, 
you know, we could we could create we could create the world that we want to see. We could start this healing that, you know, it's almost like to me Mother Earth has said, you know, y'all need a reset <laughs> and she called it COVID, you know. It wasn't like what we thought, but it was like you need to sit down for a moment. Mm-hmm. And now we need to heal ourselves, to heal our systems, to heal our children, to care about our elders, the earth, all together. And, you know, it would be a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, I'd be there, too. How do people want to know more about the Detroit Sound Immersion Meditation Project? Or if they want to say, hey, let's start to make this happen, How do they contact it? How do they contact you? Oh, please reach out to me on Facebook um, or the, yeah, hit the, hit the Detroit Sound Immersion Meditation page on Facebook. Um, I am also on Instagram. So, yeah, you know, I'm on the Internet. So I'm out there. Um, just, yeah. Just well, I am hit me up. from Marquita. I I am so grateful to you. Like I said, I listened to it. I found, like you said, you know, I went with no no definite intention on what, oh, I need to heal this, but I felt emotion. I felt the oneness with the sound and the vibration going through you and a sense of, of relaxation and peace. I mean, if nothing else, I hope you do some recordings because after we had talked, I had told you that I had gotten to the point where I would wake up thinking, you know, I would wake mm-hmm. up thinking. And after listening to that, that night I slept. And when I did wake up, you know, I got a drink of water and I went back to sleep. And it was, and it was because <laughs> it was like something that kind of said, you know, be at peace. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think that that's just like phenomenal. Marquita, thank you. Thank you again for taking the time. You know, go cast tech, you know, get that band back on, on the on the the road. Um, I hope to mm-hmm. see you maybe one time this summer, ride bikes with you, and who knows, maybe we'll all meet up again on Belle Isle and I'll be amongst that circle and just experience the beauty and the joy of you playing the singing bowls and that transformation within all of us i would love that thank you so much michelle i'd like to thank my guest marquita moore for sharing her knowledge of and the beauty of the sound of her singing bowls with us today getting to the heart of the matter with music continues to be informed by life. We look forward to hearing more from the Detroit Sound Immersion Meditation Project. And here's hoping Marquita's students and Cast Tech's band continue to love performing music and can get back to performing before live audiences and in competition soon. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future show. 
You can listen to this or past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Block Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.